My guest, a former Muslim terrorist, says seven nations will rise up to destroy the Antichrist. My question is, will America be one of those nations? Next on this edition of It's Supernatural. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. I love the rarefied air of heaven. Now, many of you watch this show because you want to understand the supernatural, the invisible world of God. But if you are mentored in the supernatural and understand the power of God, but do not understand what God is doing on planet Earth right now. If you don't understand prophecy, then what good is all the power in the world if it's not released in the right direction? And I am so pleased to tell you that I have a guest that was born in Bethlehem. This guest, because he was born in the East, and because he's such a student of the scriptures has got a paradigm for the end times that is so sound and so solid, but it's different than anything you've heard before. And it's not new. It was many, many centuries ago, but it's just coming back right now for such a time as this. My guest was a terrorist. My guest was planning terrorism in America. My guest had bombs to kill Jewish people. Now he's making a lot of news shows. Let's take a look. The problem is a massive racist ideology that is growing throughout the Middle East and the Muslim world. The man sitting next to me can certainly tell us he was a terrorist. A former PLO terrorist. A terrorist now living in the U.S. Former Muslim terrorist. And raised a Muslim. Fighting for the justice of Israel. We have to stand with Israel. Judea is the heart of the Jewish people. Walid Shobat. Walid Shobat. Walid Shobat. One word caused me to believe in the truth of the Bible, and that's the word Israel. Hello, Sid Roth here with Walid Shobat. And, uh, Walid, you were born in Bethlehem. Now, the last time I was in Israel, Bethlehem is not like the Bethlehem you were born in. But uh, your father, uh, uh, his father, or your grandfather, uh, was uh, Husseini's good friend. And Husseini was the Mufti of Jerusalem, good friends of Adolf Hitler. Why did Adolf Hitler like Islam so much? Well, he saw it as a more fitting religion and a more fitting system for even Germany. In fact, 
very few Westerners know how much Adolf Hitler did compliment Islam. And he actually criticized what he called the flabby religion of Christianity. And because Islam gave pride to people, it was fit for the motherland, or fatherland in this case, for Germany, that they would have this kind of pride that would call for war. That because Islam was a religion of war and Nazism had a lot in commonality with Islamists. And their view on Jewish people and Christians. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, it was a natural fit for Adolf Hitler. Well, Walid was born in Bethlehem. His mother uh, came from America. Uh, she was Christian, but didn't understand her religion that well. Uh, married uh, Walid's father, and for 30 plus years, your mother wanted to escape. Why couldn't she just leave him? It's not that easy. She attempted to escape, and uh, she had to get her paperwork together because she had nothing. And so she had to remain one evening in the uh, King David Hotel in which when she dashed to the embassy the second day, they were waiting for her at the entrance of the uh, council general in Jerusalem, the embassy. And she was taken back to the house of obedience, of course, because Islam mandates that the husband really is in control of the wife. Now, when you say house of obedience, you mean uh, Islam? Bayt al-Ta'a, that's what Islam calls it, the house of obedience. In other words... But wait a second. Our last couple of presidents have said Islam is a peace-loving religion. <laughs> Islam is not a peace-loving religion. So why do they say that? Because uh, they have to cloak something that is so obvious. No one walks around saying Judaism is a loving religion or a peace-loving religion or Christianity is a peace-loving religion. Only Islam has to be cloaked because it's very obvious to people that that's a major problem. Even at the BBC, I remember doing a show at the BBC in England, millions listening, and I was criticized throughout the whole show. In the end, the interviewer who was criticizing me all throughout the show asked me a question. She said, uh, Walid, are you not afraid for your life? I says, only a person that knows subconsciously the truth that Islam is not a peaceful religion would ask such a question. You were raised to hate the Jew, to hate Israel with such a passion. Absolutely. I mean, they talk about replacement theology. We believed in replacement theology of literal replacing the Jews and destroying them. It's part of Islamic eschatology that we learn in school that the day of judgment will never happen until the Muslims wipe the Jews out. His dad married a, a, a woman from America and tried to uh, convert her to Islam, unsuccessful. And Walid married a woman <laughs> that, uh, that, that believed in Jesus. And to convert her to Islam, he took a year to read the Bible and come up with his ammunition to have the household, all the, the house of Islam. So uh, what did you find when you read the Bible and thought for yourself? I found the most amazing things I would ever find all throughout my life. By the time I read the first beginning of Genesis, I will put enmity between you and the woman. The devil always hates the woman. All cults give a second status to women. By the time I got to Daniel, I've realized that there is this issue of the Antichrist. And Daniel describes the Antichrist uh, as a person who makes a covenant for seven years, a false peace mm -hmm. treaty. Uh, as a Muslim, I always known the Mahdi is the one that brings seven years of a peace treaty with Israel. So, you, so what, you, what he's saying is there is a Messiah figure in Islam, and he notices that the Bible describes the Antichrist with the same characteristics as the Messiah figure for Islam. What else did you see? 
well, all the characteristics of the Antichrist are pretty well described in Islam as well as the good guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> so they're being, they're being set up. Absolutely. If, 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 if you're Muslim, do you realize that one is right and one is wrong? Well, why did you decide the Bible was right? Why didn't you just decide the Quran was right? Now, that's a tough question because I had to go through the Bible and examine one word, Israel. When you run into Israel in the Bible, in Amos chapter 9, verse 15, it says, I will plant them in their land, that is Israel, and no longer shall they be pulled out of that land. So if the Bible is a historic manuscript, and this is where the, many of the historicists make a mistake, if it's a book on history, God plucked them out, the Babylonian diaspora, the Roman diaspora, it's talking about one verse that it's impossible to pluck Israel out. That was the Israel I lived under. And by the time I reach Isaiah chapter 63, we talk about Isaiah 53. How often do we talk about 63? 63 talks about the battle of the Messiah when he treads the winepress of a place called Edom. And then he explains something. He talks about how God became Israel's savior. So he, God, became their savior in all their afflictions. He was afflicted. So he tells us how he became Israel's savior. He suffered the same way Israel suffered. He suffered the same way in the Holocaust. If six million Jews died naked, the Messiah died naked. If six million Jews starved, he also was hungry. If six million Jews were in the ghettos, he was also imprisoned. If six million Jews were silent, we'll never find a footage. And I watched hundreds of hours of footage in the Holocaust when I was Palestinian back in Israel. Never could find a footage where a Jew made a peep when he died going through the ovens. It was amazing. And people say that you're going too far with this interpretation. Jesus rose on the third day. Are you saying Israel rises on the third day? Absolutely, yes. Read, when I read Hosea 6, I was shocked. Hosea 6, after two days, he will revive us. 2,000 years, he will revive us so we may live in his presence. Everything parallels the Messiah, parallels Israel. Huh. Well, what, what did you find out about Lucifer? Well, that's very interesting because by the time you reach Isaiah 14, it talks about this person who is the king of Babylon, who comes as the Antichrist in this case, as explained other places in the Bible. He's called Hilal ibn Sahar. I went to the Hebrew. Hilal ibn Sahar is a very much Middle Eastern term because Hilal, which Hebrew means brightness, it also means crescent moon. Crescent moon? Absolutely. Lucifer means crescent moon? Hold that thought. Wait till you find out about the seven nations that he found that will defeat the anti-Messiah, I wonder if the United States of America is in that seven. Don't go away, we'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. This is a wake-up call to America and the world. You need to be prepared for the prophetic events about to take place on planet Earth. God has supernaturally downloaded to Walid Shubat a revelation of the end times that is a major paradigm shift from what most Bible scholars have been teaching. And now he wants to share it with you. Call now and get Walid Shubat's prophetic hardcover book, God's War on Terror, and his four-volume DVD teaching series, Islam, Prophecy, and the End Times. All for a donation of $49, shipping and handling 
Selling is included. Ask for offer number 9103. In this groundbreaking book and prophetic DVD teaching series, you will find out the real reason the citizens of Egypt, Libya, and other Muslim nations are rising up demanding their leaders step down. Understand that Bible prophecy clearly reveals that the Ten Nation Alliance will not be Europe, but Muslim nations. Find out what the scriptures say about the United States' role in Bible prophecy. Learn why the Muslim nations are set up to follow the Antichrist and how a multitude of Jews and Muslims will receive Jesus as their Messiah. It's the most extensive research done in history regarding the Bible from a prophetic understanding from a Middle Eastern lens. This will give a shocking evidence of how much the Bible predicted about the threat of Islam. Don't miss out on getting Waleed Chubat's prophetic hardcover book, God's War on Terror, and his four-volume DVD teaching series, Islam, Prophecy, and the End Times, all for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9103. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9103 or log on to Sid Roth Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Walid Shabbat. And Walid was born in Bethlehem. He was raised to be a terrorist. He was bred to be a terrorist. He hated the Jew. He hated Israel. He wanted to kill Jewish people. I've been wanting to ask someone who was raised that way this question. And here's my question to you, Wallet. I have been at the museum where the Dead Sea Scrolls are. The Dead Sea Scrolls predate the Quran. Islam says that the Torah was corrupted in certain areas and the Quran is pure God. If the Dead Sea Scrolls are word for word the Torah and they predate the Quran, which one was corrupted? Well, the Quran is the corruption of the Torah and the Bible. While we accused the, the Bible of being corrupted, when I read the Bible, I realized the Quran was simply borrowing things from the Bible and borrowing apocryphal manuscripts from the Bible. But it mixed up a lot of things that were in the Bible, which the Dead Sea Scrolls that predate the Quran prove who did the mixing. Beyond shadow of a doubt. I mean, uh, as a matter of fact, I went to the Israel Museum as a teenager and I was wondering, I was looking at the Isaiah Scroll. It's the most amazing, fascinating archaeological mm -hmm. relic they have. And I always wondered, like, why does it speak Hebrew? It's in Hebrew. And we sang the song, as Palestinians, the land cries out in Arabic. But there is a relic there that says it was crying out in Hebrew. That shocked me beyond belief that the Jews existed in that land a long time ago. And by the time you examine the Dead Sea Scroll and you begin to read the Bible, you find out there's nothing different. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Well, let me ask you this question, because time is slipping away. You have a paradigm that actually is an old paradigm for end times that makes so much sense to me. It's so biblical. Explain briefly what you're, you see for end times. Well, I simply brought up an old paradigm because a long time ago they used to believe that Islam did play the major role in the end times. Because if we look at the Bible, all the countries that are mentioned in the Bible that God deals with, all of them are Islamic, including all the nations that Christ deals with 
when he comes, when the Messiah comes to fight, and the nation is mentioned that he fights, they're all Islamic. You look at Habakkuk 3, he fights against Midian, that's Arabia. You look at Isaiah 63, he fights against Edom. Ezekiel 25, God says, I will stretch out my arm, that's the Messiah, against Edom. Uh, then where does the European Union that everyone thinks that's the end time player, where do they fit in? Nowhere. Nowhere? Nowhere at all. There's no mention. Well, what are we going to do with the Left Behind series? Well, we uh, leave it behind. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. You know, there, I mean, Rome is mentioned 16 times in the Bible, not once in destruction. Spain is mentioned twice, not once in destruction. Gaul is mentioned, not once in destruction. All the nations are to be destroyed. Even the Antichrist, you look at Ezekiel 28 all the way to 32. Who, who I've often wondered this, and I've got to ask a scholar in end time prophecy that has his paradigm right this question. What is 666? What does that mean? Well, there's several flavors in, uh, in, in, uh, Dan, sorry, in Revelation chapter 13. It talks about the mark or the name or the number of his name. Now, if you look at the name itself, it doesn't mean a name of a person because we look at the biblical usage of the word name. Then we can understand what the Bible is saying because in a biblical usage of name, I'll give you an example. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. But Jesus' name is not Emmanuel. He's not Mexican. His name is Yeshua. So right. a name is a description. It's a title. It's a creed. So they will have a creed of the beast, which is a blasphemous creed, by the way. And it's put on a karagma. It's on a karagma, badge of servitude. Regular badge that could be on mm -hmm. cloth, has a blasphemous creed that is positioned on the foreheads of the followers of the Antichrist. That's exactly what Muslims are beginning to do. In fact, when I read the Bible, Islam talks about... But what does 666 mean? Well, there is this, another explanation is this three Greek symbols uh, that adds to 666. Well, well, that's a plausible issue. But the issue I found fascinating is when I looked at the Greek, those spoke Arabic. Really? The, for some reason, the Greek is also Arabic. And you look at the symbols, it says Bismillah with the mark of the sword. That's the mark of Islam. Bismillah means in the name of Allah. And it's in the a, name of Allah? Absolutely. That's, that, that's what that means in 666 in Absol Arabic? Absolutely. In Arabic, it means in the name of Allah. No one so far would ever refute that that's what it says in the Arabic language. Okay. I have been told Allah is synonymous to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When you say Allah, you're talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When you're saying the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you're talking about Allah. Is that true? If that is true, maybe I could talk to Faisal Abdul Rauf, who wants to build a mosque by ground zero, who says the same thing, by the way. I will tell him, okay, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, my God and yours. If he says, yes, I have a convert. If he says, no, that means it's not true. Because the definition of Allah in the Quran, he is anti-Trinity. The battle is between anti, you know, the Trinitarian versus anti-Trinitarian as Islam is. It denies the Father and the Son. First John 2.22 tells us. Forgetting all that, I have been told that Allah is the name of the sun god. The moon god. The moon god, I mean. Absolutely. We have to understand how it came so from. So what, the, what they're saying, so the moon god, our God created the moon along with everything else. Yes. In fact, so that's a very limited God? Yes. <laughs> in fact, the Bible gives us an allusion to this. Lilith is mentioned in the Bible, which is Alat. Alat has always been the feminine name for Allah. That was one of his consorts pre-Islam in Arabia. 
Allat, Allah, is a name. They're both names. So Allat later on became Ishtar and became all these things. And then in Arabia, it was worshipped as the moon god and also... But these were false gods according to the script, Jewish scriptures. Absolutely. They're, they're totally different gods than ever been described uh, okay. in the Bible. There are seven nations that Walid has found mentioned in the Bible that are going to be coming against the Antichrist. I want to know if the United States of America is one of them. Be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. One new man, the convergence of Jews and Gentiles, the two becoming one new man in Yeshua. When Jews and Christians become one new man in Messiah Jesus, we will experience a move of God such as the world has never seen. Healings, blind eyes opened, diseases removed, miracles, supernatural events, the dead literally raised, multitudes saved, the final and greatest revival before the return of Messiah. If we want to experience God's glory right here now on earth, then we need to knock down the wall of division that separates Jew and Gentile. If you want to experience an explosive outpouring of God's spirit, God's love, God's power, then log on to www.sidroth.org to learn more about the one new man. One spirit, one faith, one new man. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Walid Shabbat. And Walid, I can't wait to find out the answer to some of these questions. You see, I want to talk to someone born in the Middle East. I want to talk to someone that was raised as a terrorist. I want to talk to someone that had an encounter with the living God and with every fiber of his being loves Jesus, loves the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, loves Israel. I want to find out from you because of all the, the firestorm that's going on in the Middle East and all the young people that are, so, that are revolting against their governments, what is going to happen to the oil in the Middle East? It's going to be destroyed and burned, especially in Saudi Arabia. Why do you say that? Well, in Isaiah 21, it's pretty clear. The burden against the desert of the sea. That's Arabia. In fact, if people are in doubt, continue in the text. It says the burden against Arabia. And it tells us who destroys it. Arise, O Elam. Elam is Persia, Iran. Iran will burn it to a point that it will burn forever. Uh, in Isaiah 34, it's pretty clear. It will become burning pitch. And that's about Edom. Edom, of mm. course, stems from Timan, Yemen, to Didan, which is in Arabia. What is going to happen here in the West if all this oil goes up in flames? But, but that's for another show. Uh, but tell me about Egypt. What's the future of Egypt? Egypt will have a civil war, Isaiah 19. In fact, the question people should ask is why in Isaiah 19, verse 1, the Lord comes riding on a swift cloud and is coming into Egypt. When was the last time they taught here in the Sunday schools, you know, let's talk about Jesus Christ coming down to Egypt, fighting Muslim Egypt. It's impossible. It doesn't even exist in the West. Yet he fights Egypt. And before he comes, there will be a civil war. Egyptian will go against Egyptian. 
And then the believers in Egypt, in fact, they will cry for the Lord to send them a savior. And the Lord will send them the savior and the mighty one who is the savior, the Messiah. He will come to fight Egypt because of the persecution of the Coptic Christians, which we see already happening. I, I got so many other nations I want to ask Walid about, but we just don't have the time. So I have to ask this question. Where did you come up with that there's seven nations that are going to fight the Antichrist? Where'd that come from? Well, uh, most people read Micah 5. If you ask a Westerner, you know, where's Jesus born? They give you Micah 5. He's born in Bethlehem. But they never continue in the text. The text is pretty clear that there is this Assyrian figure who is the Antichrist will come against Israel. Then God says, we will raise against him, the Assyrian, seven shepherds and eight princely men who are the seven shepherds. In fact, the Bible tells us it's the seven shepherds that will destroy the Assyrian, the Antichrist. Seven allied world leaders will get together and will stand with Israel. Okay. The million-dollar question, where's the U.S. in this equation? Oh, Are we one of the seven, do you believe? Yes, sir, because if you look at Daniel 11, where most people look at the character of the Antichrist, thinking he's just a homosexual atheist person. No, he's very religious. He, he will honor a god of fortresses, a god of war, mm. and he will declare war on the strongest fortresses. In other words, he declares war on the strongest military might in the world. He doesn't win. He loses because in Ezekiel... Okay, when, he, when there's this big war in Israel, is Israel going to rise to the occasion? Absolutely. Half the city of Jerusalem will be taken, will be invaded by these troops that comes against Israel. And there will be a rape epidemic in the Arab section against Jewish women. And that's pretty clear in Zechariah. When Israel sees this, it says in the Bible that the feeble amongst Judah will fight like King David. In other words, Israel will be so zealous to fight for Jerusalem and they will be victorious because that's when the Messiah will come landing in the Mount of Olives and all the believers will be with him. You know what I believe, Walid? I believe that if someone loves Jesus with all of their heart, and they mix up God's plan for the Jew in Israel, and they side with the world. They side with the... It's amazing. In, in Joel chapter 3, it says the nations will be judged in the last days for one sin, one sin only, dividing up my land. So what do you do with all this turmoil? First thing you do is you repent of your sins and you make Jesus your Lord and come live inside of me, Jesus. Say it with your mouth. Read the Bible like Wally did and think for yourself. It's time. This is a wake-up call to America and the world. You need to be prepared for the prophetic events about to take place on planet Earth. God has supernaturally downloaded to Walid Shubat a revelation of the end times that is a major paradigm shift from what most Bible scholars have been teaching. And now he wants to share it with you. Call now and get Walid Shubat's prophetic hardcover book, God's War on Terror, and his four-volume DVD teaching series, Islam, Prophecy, and the End Times, all for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling 
everything is included. Ask for offer number 9103. In this groundbreaking book and prophetic DVD teaching series, you will find out the real reason the citizens of Egypt, Libya, and other Muslim nations are rising up demanding their leaders step down. Understand that Bible prophecy clearly reveals that the ten-nation alliance will not be Europe, but Muslim nations. Find out what the scriptures say about the United States' role in Bible prophecy. Learn why the Muslim nations are set up to follow the Antichrist and how a multitude of Jews and Muslims will receive Jesus as their Messiah. It's the most extensive research done in history regarding the Bible from a prophetic understanding from a Middle Eastern lens. This will give a shocking evidence of how much the Bible predicted about the threat of Islam. Don't miss out on getting Waleed Shubat's prophetic hardcover book, God's War on Terror, and his four-volume DVD teaching series, Islam, Prophecy, and the End Times, all for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9103. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 315. Please specify offer number 9103 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest has been taught by God how to supernaturally travel through time. 